Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Dark Horse Scouting Podcast. As always, I am Garrett Ballard. With me is Ben Glassmeyer. Ben, how are you doing? I'm doing great. Ready yeah. to get into this week's slate. Yeah, uh, so obviously on Friday, we uh, we came at you guys with some some previews for some of the games this weekend. We're going to go back through and uh, cover those games, give you some uh, analysis on how we think the draft-eligible prospects played in them. So uh, just like Friday, we're going to go ahead and start out with Nebraska at Oklahoma. Or I don't know who was where, but yeah, Nebraska. Yeah, I, I think it was in Oklahoma. Oklahoma. Yeah. yeah. Do you want to – I know you uh, – I watched this game, but Ben's watched it more recently, so he'll have fresher thoughts. So if you want to start. Yeah, I literally just finished watching it before we got onto this podcast. So um, I was kind of disappointed by Rattler's performance. This is their first game against uh, uh, a higher level opponent. Not that Nebraska is anything special. We kind of covered that on Friday. Um, But I just thought Rattler kind of struggled. Um, The decision making was not great. Uh, just that I know we've talked about it with him and with other prospects is that the arm arrogance is just kind of an issue for him. Um, it's the the thinking you can fit it into every window possible with no real regard for the defender or how close the defender is to your receiver. Um, he obviously had some great throws in that game. Um, the, the throws we expect from him, the tight window throws down the sideline outside the numbers, stuff like that. But it was just, inconsistent up and down uh, they should have won by a lot more than they did um because obviously Nebraska's not great and they only ended up winning by seven I think yeah uh, so for a team like Oklahoma who has playoff aspirations that it was a pretty disappointing performance for them from what I thought from what I saw yeah um in terms of Rattler like you said having that arm arrogance um in the beginning of the season we were like yeah he has it but we think he can turn it around and he hasn't really turned it around. Yeah. Other guys, specifically Matt Corral, have. I think Matt Corral right now is QB1 for me. Mm-hmm. Um, he's played some phenomenal football. And you can see the adjustments he's made to his game. He's a lot uh, He's a lot more smarter when he throws the ball. He looks at everything. He reads the field. He's not just, oh, there's a throw that I can make. I'm going to disregard the defense. I'm going to just throw it. He doesn't really do that anymore. I haven't seen him do that. Uh, Rattler still has that issue, and it, it's a. I'm not gonna say it's a like a the end of the world because you do need to have confidence if you have mm-hmm. if you're like that type of quarterback because he can make every throw on the field, but there needs to be a ba- a healthy balance between yeah. knowing you can make it and actually making the throw. So right, because I know for me it's it's kind of we're gonna see when Oklahoma gets into the Big 12 play and when they're faced with talented defensive backs that are going to make him pay for those throws. And it's, is he going to be able to dial it back against those guys who, who will take the ball away from their offense and who will, who will hurt him on, on throws that he makes like that. But like you said, I I do think he kind of needs that balance. He needs to kind of find that balance in terms of, of not, uh, not being so dangerous with the ball, but also not being so conservative with the ball that, that they can't run their offense like they do normally. Yeah, and I and I kind of want to talk about kind of segues into what the next guy I want to talk about with them is what Eric Gray looked like this season looked like looked like yesterday. Well, um, he I thought it was one of his best games of the season, probably his best so far. Um, he looked so explosive, kind of that what I saw what I saw from him at Tennessee, um, and and what I expected going into the season, just making defenders miss at all times and being that guy that they can rely on when Rattler isn't on or isn't looking like uh, the the player that we think he can be. 
So I think that's super important for them to kind of have that that other the other part of their offense rolling. And uh, if Eric Gray can kind of keep it going, I think he's going to shoot up a lot of boards for a lot of people. For sure. He looked decisive, quick, explosive, like you said. So uh, it's it's always good to see a running back because this class isn't uh, the deepest with running backs, I don't think, uh, at first glance. So um, it, it's good to see someone separate themselves because we've seen guys like Brees Hall and Kyron Williams kind of struggle to start the year. So uh, mm-hmm. it's good to see someone come out on top and have a good performance. Uh, anything else you want to talk about this game? No, that covers it for me. Yeah, uh, we're going to quickly do Cincinnati against Indiana. Um, I think Ben and I both have the same comments about uh, Desmond Ritter and that he was, uh, once again, super inconsistent. Um, had the accuracy issues are still there, clearly. Yeah, yeah. It, yeah it seemed like... I, I mean, I didn't really go in-depth on his first couple of games of the year, but people were like, oh, he seems maybe he's like turned a corner a little bit or he's made improvements. But against Indiana, which they have a good defense, um, he struggled. There are just too many missed throws, Um, too many missed easy throws, like throws that he has to make consistently. And and to just not see that from him is just pretty it's pretty discouraging. And and I know it's kind of what I expected going into the season with him, but it's just kind of like at some point it's going to be the the killer to his draft stock, because if you can't show that you're going to hit throws consistently in college, you're probably not going to make any strides in the NFL. Yeah. Um, Yeah. I think discouraging is a really good word because you obviously, you see the arm talent and the athleticism. You're like, Oh man, this guy could be so good, but Mm -hmm. he's, he's just not. And you're like, man, I I know some people are going to try and say, Oh, Josh Allen, this Josh Allen, that, but I mean, not everyone's going to be Josh Allen. Very no. few people are going to be Josh Allen. Um, there's when, there's a hundred, you know, whatever, Drew Locks for every Josh yeah, Allen or, exactly. or whatever. Yeah. Uh, the the accurate, if you're hitting like 50%, around 50% accuracy in college, it, the odds are stacked against you in yeah. terms of uh, NFL readiness. Um, so if Ritter keeps up this level of play, it's going to be tough for me, and I'm pretty sure tough for you as well, Ben, to, to – get really behind any significant draft yeah. draft stock for him so yeah i'm with you 100 percent uh yeah that that was the big one in that game any, i don't think do you have anything else you want to no i that yeah. was that pretty much is it for me all right this next one was a big one uh florida gators versus the alabama crimson tide uh, i was at this game uh, it was incredibly fun to watch um i was pleased with how the gators played uh they did lose, however, so that sucks. Um, but I, I did not expect it to be close. Um, I think Emory Jones played his best game of the season. I don't know if you've watched. You did, did you watch this game, Ben? I did not. I was, I was at the Washington game during this. Oh, one that's right. Got around right. to it. Yeah, uh, Emory Jones probably played his best game of the season uh, against the best competition, which is a good thing to see. Um, I still think Anthony Richardson is the dude there that needs to start at quarterback, but. I mean, Dan Mullen keeps saying he's hurt. He was doing backflips pregame. Not really <laughs> sure if that's true. Uh, but uh, despite all the Anthony Richardson talk, the offense looked good. Um, specifically the running game, uh, which I thought was interesting because we all know how good that Alabama front seven is. Um, but the Florida O-line was, was doing a really, really good job creating some holes for the running backs and Emory to take. Um, specifically Malik Davis from Florida, 
had a nice, like I think 25, 26 yard touchdown in the second quarter that there was just a big old hole right in the middle of the, or the, the, the offensive line that they created and he just took it to the house. Um, Davis has been a really a bright spot in the backfield for the Gators this season. Um, he's, he's really explosive. He, for a guy, his size, he's only like five eleven, right around 200 pounds. So he's not the biggest. He has some really pleasant contact balance to see. Um, and he has really nice hands to pat to, uh, to match with it. Uh, he's been a primarily a runner this season, but if you go back and watch specifically the Georgia game last year, he, he was killing Georgia on wheel routes and just hauling in every throw that went to him. Um, He's a he's a well-rounded back and he's really uh, after a couple years of injuries he's making a name for himself again and it's good to see uh, on the defensive side of the ball for Florida that's where most of the the impact was. Um, Kyer Elam had a tremendous game. Uh, this is the type of game that if you're a fan of Kyer Elam that you wanted to see. He was up against John Mechie. He was pretty much all, uh, the entire game. Um, and Mechie's a good wide receiver. Kyrie Elam shut him down like it wasn't even a competition. Um, Elam had a he drew a, a deep uh, defensive pass interference call that I'm fairly certain was soft and should not have been called uh, early in the game. But after that, he was flawless. I don't think he uh, I don't think he had a had a bad play all game. Um, I think he had like three pass defends. Uh, he was he was tremendous. Um, and then Brenton Cox, uh, we've been talking about Zach Carter all season, but Brenton Cox had his best game of the year uh, against Alabama. He looked explosive. He was getting in the backfield, making tackles, almost had a pick that w- would have changed the game. Um, if he had that pick, that Alabama uh, would have been in trouble. Um, he jumped up. Bryce, Bryce Young just threw it over the middle of the field. He jumped up and it hit off his like his leg as he was reaching down. Um, Alabama went on to score a touchdown that drive, but if Florida got that ball back, they had so much momentum on offense that um, they could have pulled it out. Um, yeah, that's uh, that's it from the Florida side. Uh, from the Alabama side, the the typical the typical guys looked good. I, Evan Neal was rock solid. Uh, you couldn't really get by him. Um, uh, Bryce Young looked like Bryce Young again. Um, there were some throws that he that were questionable that he maybe shouldn't have made, but you know it's his first year starting. Um, but yeah, the, the, it was a good game. It was a good game to watch. Uh, so I was a fan of what I saw from both sides, uh, from both of the teams' draft prospects. So yeah, that I mean that makes me excited to get back to like get back and watch that game because obviously you mentioned it. You mentioned all the guys, but all the dudes that that both teams have in um, on both sides of the ball and kind of getting to see them against the best competition they, they might play this year. So especially for Elon, like a guy like Elon, who I loved in the summer. And so that's, I mean, that's obviously great to hear for him um, kind of solidifying what we expected uh, based on last season. Yeah. I would definitely recommend uh, if any, if you guys like watching tape to go watch that game, because it was a good one. Uh, the next one we got on the list was a fun one. It was Fresno state against UCLA. Uh, your dude, the guy you shouted out right at the end of this one, Jake Hayner, balled out. Yeah, man. he yeah. did. He looked awesome. I only yeah. caught, I caught um, kind of like the second half and and going into kind of the later stages of this game, but I was super impressed with Hayner. Um, yeah. and I think at this point, like we're reaching the point where we kind of need to start having a serious conversation about him as a potential NFL like 
taking it like so, some team taking him relatively high because I know he's only had the year. This is his only really real year of production and tape that he's going to put up, but he's been really impressive. And I think the traits are there. Um, he's shown, shown decent arm strength, shown good accuracy, and he's put done it against good competition. I mean, they almost beat Oregon. Um, they beat now, obviously, obviously beat UCLA. And then they, I don't know who else they played, but yeah, um, I'm impressed. Yeah, I mean, all those things that you were saying, the NFL traits that uh, people are going to love, and then there's the the underlying aspect that NFL teams in front offices are going to love. Uh, you look at the kid, he, I think it was a hip issue that he, uh, I know he was playing injured during like the fourth quarter, and I can't remember exactly what it was, but he was limping around. And he gutted it out and and drove him down the field and, and and won that game for him. It was it was really good to see a really gutsy performance from him. So I I, I know that NFL teams are gonna love that because that just seems like something they're gonna love, you know. Yeah. So it was it was a good one to watch. Yeah, it's it's great for him honestly because we have you know we like I said we don't have a ton of tape on him and and he kind of is making his emergence this year it seems like. But I, if I'm not mistaken, he's a fifth year senior. I want to say. I think you're um, right. Yeah. So for him, it's putting him on the senior bowl map, and I and that's super important for him because I think getting him in front of of uh, NFL all the NFL teams at the senior bowl in, a, in an atmosphere like that it could be huge for him, and it could shoot him up boards if he continues to play like this through, for, throughout the rest of the year. And obviously, he's kind of putting Fresno State on his, on his back. They've got some other guys who are impressive. Obviously, Ronnie Rivers, the running back, and Jalen Cropper, the receiver, but you you now kind of have this team that that's looking really good and, and they are kind of making their emergence obviously they're ranked now in the top 25 so i it's awesome to watch for a guy that you kind of like watched in the first game you're like oh he looks pretty good and then to kind of see him continue to build on that against teams like ucla and oregon is is super exciting most definitely um anything else i I don't know if there's a ton to talk about with this game other than jake hayner because he was no he was i don't the think there's much I mean, another kind of disappointing game from DTR. I didn't yeah. think he was like awesome. I didn't think he was great. He was all right. Um, one surprising thing, I, I don't know if anything happened, but Char- Jack, Zach Charbonnet only had six carries in this game. Yeah, that um, was weird. <laughs> so I don't know kind of what went on there, but yeah. Yeah, I didn't like that because I'm a big fan, as we know, but. Yeah, um, he was their, kind of their engine of the offense in, earlier in the season. So Yeah, I mean, he had two touchdowns. But right, yeah, six totally. carries, but like give him the ball. He's clearly productive. I don't know. But um yeah, that was a that was a fun game to watch. I caught the tail end of that one. So um really quickly, the the last two we're gonna talk about uh Sam Howell real quick and then we're gonna talk about Matt Corral. So Ben, I know you wanna talk about a bit a bit about Sam Howell, so go for it. Yeah, I just I also just finished watching um Sam Howell's game against uh, Virginia and I was really impressed. I think this probably is his best game this year. Yeah. Um. He had I think five. I want to say five touchdowns. Yeah. Um, Rush for over a hundred yards. It was great. He was really decisive. I thought. Um. He managed the pocket way better than what I saw from him anything this season. And I thought he was not he was not forcing anything. He was um throwing he was throwing his receivers open. He was when you know when nothing was open downfield he was pulling it down and running. Uh. He showed. I do think one thing with the running, just before I kind of move on to some some other stuff, is the running is really encouraging, but he has to get down. Um, he took mm-hmm. so many hits in this game. 
trying to power run, like trying to power runs ahead and get extra yards, which like, that's great. And you should do that sometimes, but he needs to get down and protect himself because you can't get hurt Definitely. on plays like that for your team. Definitely. Um, and yeah, I was just really impressed but from the whole performance by, by UNC, um, Josh Downs, who's not eligible yet, but he's a receiver. I went for, I think he went for over 200 yards in this game. Um, he was awesome. He's so fast. He's a little smaller, but he's fast. He looked awesome. Howell was putting it on him and, and giving him chances to show his wheels in the open field. Um, and then yeah, obviously I mean, his, yeah, yeah, go ahead. I mean, I'm just looking at the box scores real quick, but I mean, Sam Howell, as you said, rushed for over a hundred yards, had 300 yards passing They're running back. Ty Chandler had 198 yards <laughs> <laughs> and then the wide receiver Downs had 203 yards. Yeah, it was just the most productive offensive performance like <laughs> in a long time. They do this like I feel like they do this once every year because they had it's like crazy. the game last year where, yeah. where Javante Williams had like 200 yards and Michael yeah. Carter had 300 yards or whatever. Yeah, I remember that. It's they it's, just like have an explosion where they're just and they like were down insane. at half. They were down at half. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, man. It's <laughs> it's crazy how they can just come out and do that but yeah like you said it's pro- it's good to see how kind of get back on track to what people thought he could be because he was definitely uh, mediocre to start the season off so yeah I'm with you and now we're talking about my dude my, my favorite player yeah. this entire class Matt Corral um I th- I genuinely think this guy is QB1 um I know we talked about it uh in the live show a little bit but uh his physical tools and his improvements that he's made this season uh, it's it's worthy of QB1 praise. Mm-hmm. Um, he played Tulane, who, you know, we're not, we're, people, oh, it's Tulane, not like a great college, not like a great football college, but they gave Oklahoma a run for their money, and Spencer Rattler did. did not look good against Tulane. You get Matt Corral, he goes for 335 yards and three touchdowns, right? Yeah. You get Jerrion Ely, who's a, another good running back in this class, who I think is uh, flying a bit under the radar. Uh, he runs for 100 yards. Um, this this is a good Ole Miss team uh, that beat, I think, uh, a Tulane team that kind of exposed an Oklahoma team, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, I don't... <sighs> I don't know what Tulane is because it's weird because they've played mm-hmm. two top 25 teams and then Morgan State and they crushed Morgan State. Yeah. Honestly. And then they nail biter against a top five team in the country and then they get whooped by yeah. a top 20 team. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. I don't know if like maybe the, the Oklahoma game was kind of an aberration, like just like a fluke or what, but. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I'm not putting like, I'm not going to be like, oh, Mac, but like, that's like, I, I don't think you can compare like Rattler to Corral, like one to one, like, oh, he, you know, Rattler did. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. I know. Like, I know that's not what you're saying. I'm just like in in the grand scheme, it's like this is super encouraging for Corral overall, though. Like, yeah, he rushed for four touchdowns. I think he passed for three. Mm-hmm. It's. And it was an incredible performance. I watched that game last night, kind of rewatched oh, yeah. it. I completely forgot about the rushing. <laughs> he had like yeah. seven touchdowns. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, he was incredible. He yeah. was. I thought. The, I thought the only like thing I would I would say for him to improve on is there were a couple deep balls that were like a little underthrown. Um, 
that maybe he could have put a little more on. But the big thing for him was like, no, there were no, no, like huge egregious mistakes. No plays where I was like, what are you doing? You know, Mm -hmm. he was, he was decisive in terms of when to pull the ball down and run and take off. Um, he was making that good throws. Um, obviously, you talked about Ely, kind of touched on Ely, and he looked awesome um, in yeah. this game. He's he's has a ton of burst. Like he's just so he's a freak in terms of his short area quickness and and his stop start ability. So I'm I, Ole Miss is just such a fun team to watch overall. Like yeah, I really like so him. Fun. Lay that's Lane Kiffin, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, unfortunately, next week I was gonna say I. As much as I'd love Matt Corral, their schedule has not been very difficult. Um, I can't remember who they played week one, but they played Louisville and then uh, Tulane. Uh, let me see. But It was Louisville week one, I think, because oh, they played them on the they, Monday. Who did they play week two? You're right. Checking. They played Austin P. So, yeah. <laughs> That's why I forgot, because who... <laughs> Who's gonna remember, who's that? remember that? Other than exactly. like an old Miss fan, but um, right. I would. They're on. They're off next week. It looks like. Um, and then they have the big one. They play Alabama. Mm-hmm. So if he can come out and put up big numbers against Alabama, I am all the way in. I'm very close to being all yeah. the way in right now, but that would that would do it. That would even. For- even for me, it's like you don't have to like blow up in that game, but it's just like don't make the mistake. Yeah, exactly. Don't ha- like don't ha- don't be a disaster. Just show yeah. enough. You could throw. He could throw for like 200 yards and like a touchdown, and have no interceptions and not put the ball in danger, and I would still be fine with it. Yes, 100%. like they could lose, and he could have a a performance good enough for me to buy in. So yeah, uh, that's what we're looking forward to there. But that's gonna wrap up our college game talk from this last weekend but uh this is going to be the the first mock draft we do on the pod uh we're going to go ahead and give you all a, a, a first round mock draft uh we're going to be using the ryzen draft draft simulator uh ben is a member of that wonderful team of of scouts over there uh so we're going to use their program uh ben can you see my screen i'm sharing the screen here yes i can wonderful so, do you want to uh, alternate picks, or do you just want to collaborate on all 32? Uh, we can collaborate. Alternate, I'm good. We can uh, collaborate. Yeah, sure. Why not? All right. So, round one, pick one. Right now, this is, by the way, using the uh, current odds or current records with Tankathon. Um, so, don't get mad at us if your team is picking We did not set the order. <laughs> not set the order. This is automated. Uh, right now, it is the Jacksonville Jaguars, once again, um, who are on a two-game losing streak. Trevor Lawrence has lost the first two regular season games of his career. Uh, so what do we? What do you think here? I don't know. This is an interesting spot for me, for them, honestly, because, like, I love Thibodeau. Um, right. And I know you do, like everyone does. Yeah. But it's – they have Josh Allen. They drafted Caleb Von Chason. Chason. Um, what was that, last year? Year before that? Uh, yeah, two years ago. Um. So like you you have edge you have edge guys there and part of me wants to take Evan Neal like yeah they need him I feel like for Trevor yeah. I don't know like what would you do here I would take Evan Neal without hesitation here okay yeah let's do it I'm with you Cam Robinson got the franchise tag it hasn't been great Juwan Taylor who they invested a high second round pick into I think three years ago four years yeah. ago 
hasn't been great. Um, you Walker invested, Little. yeah, Walker, Walker Little, I don't think is good. Ben doesn't either. I know that. Yeah. Um, they don't really have any protection for their number one pick, Trevor Lawrence. And in order for your quarterback to get the most success, or to in order to get the most out of your quarterback, you're going to need to give him time in the pocket. We've seen the throws that Trevor Lawrence can make. If he's able to get consistent time in the pocket and a, a clean delivery, it's I think it's it's done. Um, this is an easy Evan Neal selection for me. So, yeah. Yeah. No, right. I'm with you. He's a freak too. Like he, yep. he's gonna come. He's gonna come in. He may need a little bit to kind of adjust to the NFL, but. Man, he if he Maybe. when he hits, it's gonna yeah. be awesome. Yeah. All right, we got the Jets. <laughs> I feel I feel like this is. I feel like this has got to be Thibodeau or Stingley. I don't know. They really need a corner. They really they, do. I, they need a lot. <laughs> They're um, yeah. just thinking about the game yesterday. Obviously, it was. Uh, it's tough to judge the defense because they were given a short field more yeah. times than they should have been with the five interceptions, I think. Was it four, four, I think. I think it was four. Okay, four. Sorry, Zach, Zach Wilson. No, you're good. You're good. Um, you're good. But uh, their CB1 right now is Bryce Hall. And as much as we both love Bryce Hall, I don't think he's a CB1. No. At they're, this point in his probably in his career, probably not. So, and I'm sure their edge rushers have not been good, but Carl Lawson will be coming back next season mm-hmm. from that ACL tear. It's like a decent, it's a decent edge class too. So even if you don't take Thibodeau like in the you know with the right. second overall pick, you can kind of you can go back and grab a decent guy in the, in that obviously you're looking at it right now. But like there's names in there that are that are good. Yeah, like I'm looking at the list, uh, like late first round, maybe you want to trade back up, or early second round, you still got uh, Zach, currently projected here, Zach Harrison, Majai Sanders, uh, Adam Anderson, Kingsley, yeah. and Bari from there's, there's a lot of good names, um, but there are also a lot of good names in this corner class. There are. This um, corner class is stacked. This corner class is stacked. Uh, I... I would be inclined to go with Stingley, I think. Yeah, I think I I'm, I think, you. I mean, I'm kind of, I love both of them. Like they were two, my two highest, highest graded players in the summer. Yeah. So I'm, it's, I'm like basically indifferent in terms of they need both, like they need both badly. So um, let's go with, let's go Stingley. Stingley. All right. There we go. The Atlanta Falcons just suffered a, a tough loss to the Bucks. Um, People thought they were going to be able to come back, but Tampa Bay kind of ran away with it in the fourth quarter there. Uh, the defense came up big. Mike Edwards had two pick sixes. Um, so if Evan Neal is on the board at three and Atlanta is still picking three, it needs to be Evan Neal. Mm-hmm. Their offensive line is bad. Terrible. Like there's no sugarcoating it. They are bad. So yeah. um, Caleb McGarry has been a complete but like complete bust for them yeah and their guard even at guard they have Jalen Mayfield at guard and yes he's a rookie but he's he's struggling right now big time struggling yeah um unfortunately the offensive tackle class kind of outvalues this pick um I don't think there's anyone else really 
worth a number three overall pick? Do you feel any differently? No, I don't. I mean, like you could make the argument for like a Jackson Kirkland, but he kind yeah. of struggled against Asian H- Aiden Hutchinson mm-hmm. against Michigan, and like you could make the argument for Sean Ryan, but I th- that's probably still too rich for me with Sean three Ryan. Three is yeah, three's high. Yeah, um, I think honestly, I think this is like fairly easy for them. I think you take Thibodeau because their pass rush is also bad. Like yeah, it they is don't bad. Dude. Have anyone right. there? Their their star pass rusher, I think, right now is um Deion Jones and he's a linebacker. Right. So um they obviously signed Dante Fowler to that big contract and he's not lived up not played to that that amount of money. So I, I agree with you here. I think it's Thibodeau. Yeah. So all right, the Philadelphia Eagles off a loss to the San Francisco 49ers. Um a bit of a weird game because both quarterbacks didn't play great. No. Um do they take Man. a quarterback? Do I want to make Eagles fans mad? Is this where the first quarterback comes off the board? It might be. I'm not a Jalen Hurts believer. Like, I know yeah. there's lots of debate on him, and I I need to see more from. He's just I don't know. Like, I'm trying to put together my thoughts on Jalen Hurts. He's looked fine, but I think he's still limited. Like, he's always going to be limited, honestly. Mm-hmm. And I, I just don't know if he's going to be able to overcome that and be anything more than average. I don't know. Like, is that the guy you want to try to win with? I don't think so. But from what I you're trying know. to do, like, they drafted Devontae Smith, who's, you know, a great receiver. They have Jalen Rager, who seems to be coming on to his, his skills, coming back a bit, like playing up to his potential, um, maybe. Uh you have a guy like Quez Watkins who has carved himself a nice role in that offense with the deep, deep, deep threat with the burners. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm I'm tempted to give them a big, big arm QB here. Who who would you give them? The biggest arm in the class. Strong. Carson Strong. Yeah, I'd be I'd be in on that. I you know, think he'd be great. Not only Quez, can Quez Watkins stretch the field, but I mean Devonta Smith can as well. Yes. And so could Jalen Rager. Jalen Rager right. had a deep touchdown. So like. Yeah. He's got the speed. Uh, yeah, uh, I I think Carson Strong is a. Uh, we both do. He's a really talented quarterback who mm-hmm. can just sling the ball. I mean, you, you just an example that like forty yard hole cover two hole shot that Justin Herbert hit yesterday. Carson Strong can probably hit that throw with his arm. Yes. Thing. Yes. I'm not saying he's like ready to hit that throw because I don't know if he is. He might be, but just from a talent like an arm talent perspective, he can hit it. Yeah. So, um, you on board with this one? Yeah, I think honestly for Strong, like the Eagles, this would be a great situation for him. Um, yeah. In terms of of what he could do with what they already have around him, like they they obviously have a decent offensive line. Um, and and you have the receivers like you talked about, so I think this would be a good situation for Strong to go into. Yeah, for sure. And uh, Sirianni uh seems to be at least solid at play calling so mm-hmm. far so uh yeah um, carson strong to the eagles here sorry eagles fans but uh, <laughs> there we go five overall right now is the minnesota vikings uh the vikings are having a tough start to the season two like yeah. heartbreaking losses <laughs> yeah uh, so this is um an unfortunate situation for them to be in um I think it's weird here. This is a weird it's one. It's very weird. 
Because I don't, like, I honestly don't think they'll be picking this high, like, when we get down to it. I don't think they're going to be picking this high, unless, like, it completely continues to be a disaster. Because, obviously, they've got, you know, they've got the, they've got the receivers, they have Dalvin Cook, um, and they've got good defenders. So, I don't know, you could go, like, a Kyle Hamilton and just go BPA, but I think they have, like, they don't need him necessarily. I think Uh, the question comes down to, at the end of the season, is Kirk the guy? Yeah. Um, I, I think the answer is no. <laughs> me too. <laughs> so, so do we do go, you get to replace him? Is the th- is the question? I I mean you can't you can't go like a, a similar skill set. You got to no. go with the big arm, right? Right. Big arm, mobile guy. It's the got to be the guy that can take advantage of Thielen and Justin Jefferson. That can give them chances to make right plays. Right now, to me, it's one of two guys. And yeah. that's either Malik Willis or Matt Corral. Yeah. let's. We just talked him up a bunch, so let's go Matt Corral. We just oh, talked yeah, him up I was a bunch. hoping let's to say, say that. Let's go. This is, he's gonna, this is assuming he continues to ball out this year. He... You know, he plays well against Alabama. He doesn't have any horribly disastrous games. But I honestly, I do think that would be a good pick for them. Yeah, me um, too. Our, our friend of the pod, Tyler, or um, yeah, Bornis, Borno. Uh, Vikings fan, said, said today, I'd love to see the Vikings blow it up and build around Matt Corral. Um, so it would be fun. Like, it would be a fun combo with those receivers and that, that uh, those skill positions around him. Yeah. Yeah. Uh... If he keeps if Matt Corral keeps playing like this, he's definitely worthy of a top five pick. So yeah, uh, the New York Giants uh, projected once again to be a picking within the top ten. Uh, not something you'd like to see. If this happens, I would expect there to be a new GM in New York. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah, it will be. I would. I honestly think a new head coach too. I think. I think yeah. the whole regime will be replaced. Um, probably. Obviously, like a new GM coming in and probably wanting his own guy. Yeah. And if you th- if it's a new if it's a new regime, I have a feeling that d- this will be the end of the Daniel Jones era for that's them. That's what I was going to ask you. Um, you know, that kind of signals how it goes. New regimes brought in, they want to attach themselves to a quarterback. Um. Do you think do you think they really do it? I'm going to say yes in this scenario. I think they bring a guy in who wants a new quarterback who Daniel Jones like I don't know cuz he's played like decently well. I don't know. What do you think? So I don't know either. If they were to pick a quarterback, I feel like they go polar opposite of Daniel Jones and pick Malik Willis. Mm-hmm. Um but if they don't Kyle Hamilton is the BPA and is sitting in their laps. Um, I feel like Daniel Jones is going to play his way into staying. I do. I kind of, now that you say that, I kind of agree with you. He was good against Washington. He was good against Washington. If he can keep that up. God. Yeah. Is Hamilton now? They have Peppers. I don't know who's their other safety. Oh, Xavier McKinney. I don't know. Oh, McKinney. Oh, yeah. That would be kind of sad for McKinney, but I agree with you. Yeah, I think you got to go Hamilton. Hamilton. But yeah. Don't He's let so good, good players keep you from drafting great ones. Exactly. Kyle Hamilton to the New York Giants. This is a fun one here. 
<laughs> because they're not going to end here. But like the Green Bay Packers are currently before the Monday night game projected at the seventh overall pick with Aaron Rodgers expected to leave in the offseason. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm they have Jordan ahead. Love. So I don't expect them to pick a quarterback. No, I think they would be. I think they got to give Jordan. They got to give him a chance. I think. Do they go corner? After drafting I, Eric Stokes, I kind of think they go receiver. Receiver, yeah. You think now that Aaron Rodgers is gone, they they pick a receiver <laughs> in the first? <laughs> it would. I mean, Just the it would be so, F you. <laughs> yeah. Don't let the door hit you on the way out, type of thing. Pretty much, yeah, yeah. I mean, the way they they made it seem is like Devontae Adams might also be leaving. Right. He might not be really happy there after Rodgers leaves. I don't know. I don't know. Like, we don't know the relationship he has with Jordan Love and, and if he has a connection with Jordan Love at all. Right. I, I don't know. I let's, think. Let's do let's, it. Okay. I think, Wilson? I think it's Garrett Wilson or Traylon Burks. Like, that's I do, too. I'm at. Yeah. It's got to be those guys. I'm going to go with Wilson right now. Okay. I'm with I'm with that. All right. Garrett Wilson to the Green Bay Packers, getting the first-round receiver after Aaron Rodgers leaves. That'll be a fun storyline if that happens. Yes, it would. The Detroit Lions playing again on Monday night, currently projected the eighth overall pick. What do we do? What do we think they do here? Do we think – I don't – the Okuda situation is very interesting to me. The Okuda situation is interesting. Because – Obviously, everybody, we, I know both you and I loved him coming out. Yes, yes. Um, he was awesome. Um, he just hasn't been great. He wasn't great in his rookie year. And then he obviously tore his Achilles um, last or in the first week last week. Yeah. So that's really discouraging for him in the future just because we don't. Now, obviously, he only has three years, two, really two years to show kind of if he can return to form and a big thing for him was his athleticism. And if that Achilles is going to kind of limit him in the future, it's going to be an interesting conversation for them on, on whether he's really their future at corner. Yeah. So uh, I don't think they're ready to give up on him yet. So I don't think they go corner. Oh, you don't. Okay. I don't know. What do you think? I think there are like three positions with real possibilities here. And I think it's corner, quarterback, and wide receiver. Yeah, I was thinking the same thing. Because their wide receiver room is awful. Horrible. Their quarterback room is Jared Goff. And, like... Are they... Uh, atta- how much longer are they attached to Jared Goff, like, contract-wise? Uh, I'm pretty sure it's a while. Like, his contract's big. Yeah. W- will they just eat it? Yeah. Because I don't... Have okay, I, here's the thing. Here's the thing with quarterback for them. I don't think they're ready for a quarterback yet. Like, their team is not ready for That's a rookie a quarterback. Point. That's a good point. They're not. And I know that, like, that doesn't get talked about a ton in terms of teams being actually ready for a quarterback. But, like, their roster is just bare. Like, they don't yeah. have the ability to protect or give help to a quarterback. So I would consider – I would think for them taking a receiver or a corner is probably the right call. Do you want to give them a receiver? Just because we you want. give him trail on? Let's give him trail on Burks. Love trail on I Burks. Th- we both. I think we both do. He's so good. He's awesome. Yeah. He he's uh kind of 
gadgety in how Arkansas uses him. Like they use him in the slot with a lot of screens, but he's big. He's like, how big is he? Like six two, two twenty or something like that. Something like that. Six yeah, three, two twenty, something like he's that. A he's a big huge, dude that doesn't and he can move. move. Yeah, he can move well. Um, so that's that's a fun weapon for for Jared Goff to have. Um, and looking at where Jared Goff excels. It's in the short game, so this would mm-hmm. be perfect for him. So right, you let Traylon go work on, you know, give him short passes and yeah. let him work. If they are gonna stick with with Goff, this would be a good pick to help help him out. Um, number nine right now is currently the New England, sorry, the New England Patriots. Um, hmm, hmm, this is an interesting one. What do they need? I know receiver is interesting for them, but they yeah. spent a bunch of money on their receivers. Right. Um, D line or maybe I I don't know the situation on Gilmore, but is is their secondary is kinda, not the youngest? No, it's not. Man, I would be tempted to go Booth honestly. I would be too. We, I think we both love like Andrew Booth is oh, like yeah, so in the contention for CB one like as much as as good as Stingley is he's it awesome like he's a monster for Clemson so I think I think honestly he could end up going way higher than this like we're at yeah. nine I think he could end up going top five if if there's a teams with needs for him yeah so like for the Patriots getting a guy like that and and then kind of that gives you the freedom to to move on from Stephon Gilmore and and maybe get a pick pick or two for him mm. I think that might be the move for them yeah we've we've heard Stephon Gilmore's name already mentioned in trade talks in like previous years so uh, it wouldn't be out of the realm of possibility they're ready to move on and get another uh, a young guy in there so uh, that's what we're going to do here I think Andrew Booth Jr. from Clemson to New England Patriots Real quick before we move on from corners, I, I seriously think there's a good chance that three corners end up in my top ten players this year. Yeah, I'm that's like, how, there were that's how there were almost is. four in my summer top ten. So yeah. that's how good this class is. The Eagles, how I forget what are these picks from? The I think it's the Colts pick. That what's, what's from 16? the Wentz trade? I think. Oh wait, what? they have three. They, wait, what are their other ones? We're gonna have Hold to. On research this <laughs> hold up here keep talking i'll look trying? it up yeah okay so the eagles are on the clock again at number 10 we're trying to figure out why they have remember why they have three first round picks this year um we are oh, they a trade back strong. did they trade it back i think is that what it was did they or is this just wrong hold up no, I think it's right. Hold on. They have the Dolphins. They have the Dolphins. Or wait. Oh, wait. The Dolphins wait. pick. That's what it is. From what? They trade from when they traded. Oh, they tra- I they forgot about swapped, that. Swapped, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, okay. Yeah, and then the Wentz pick. That. that was that was the 49ers thing. That was all that, right? Yeah, the whole Last. moving around. Yeah, yeah. About that okay so we've got so, we've got a, we've got strong for them so far yeah yeah so this could be a fun draft for the eagles like if you're an this eagles could fan, be a this really, could be fun, a really fun oh man you're, um carson wentz is healthy yes because they either need he either needs to play 75 percent of the games or they make the playoffs right they're not looking great so far no okay 
I have their needs, Eagles needs pulled up, and they are their top needs are quarterback, which we filled with strong, done, edge, safety, and cornerback. Okay, so edge. There are a lot of names on the board, right? We have guys like Drake Jackson, George Karloftis, Aiden Hutchinson, um, who are in the teens, the, the early early double digits um, to to twenties. Cornerback, uh, you said. Obviously, we got Kyrie Elam still, who's who's the last one of that top upper echelon of corners. Um, and then safety, guys like Dax Hill, Brandon Joseph, Jordan Battle, but this this might be a bit early for them. So we're really I, looking at corner or edge. Yeah, for me, it's I don't I'm not there on Drake Jackson yet. Like top ten, I'm not there on him yet. Um, I like Karloftis. Um, I don't know if I would. Uh, ten Remember, is like a they also high. have sixteen. Right. So if it were me, I would pick Elam in a heartbeat. Yeah. No, I think I'm with you. He's the last of that top tier of corner right now. You have a mid-teens pick that's going to align perfectly with that edge value. Go ahead, knock this one out. You don't have to worry about corner. Kyrie Elam yeah. to the Eagles at 10. Three corners in the top 10. That's a fun one. like that. Yeah, it is. Yeah. All right, Cincinnati Bengals picking 11 right now. I think um, this is easy. Offensive tackle. Uh, Sean they Rand. haven't been good. Um. I don't I think in a in a perfect world this is a situation where they trade down maybe three, four, five picks. Um but this is obviously a no trades draft. Um so with that in mind, with all that said, I think we're gonna pick Chris Olave. Nah, I'm just playing. <laughs> just playing. But um you think Jackson Kirkland? Or Sean Ryan would be my. I think for me right now, like Sean I think Ryan, I'd pick Sean Ryan as well. I forgot. Jump. Yeah. I like Kirkland. I re- and I really liked him in the summer, but I do think now, like overreacting now, I think Ryan's probably jumped him. Yeah, I, I think I agree with you. He's a Sean Ryan's a bit down on this simulator, but uh, I think his name will be working up quite quickly. Yeah. So. The only other one that I would consider, and he's not necessarily an a tackle, um, and I don't I don't know I know was, I think Jackson Carmen's like their future at guard one of their guard spots. Yeah. So like if you don't want to move, um, if you don't want to kick Jonah Williams over or right. in or whatever, you could t- potentially take Canyon Green, who I really right. like. Yeah. Um, but I would think I take the upside on on Ryan and and just what he's gonna kind of bring in both pass protection and in the running game. Yeah, let's do it. Sean Ryan to the Bengals. Get your tackle for Joey B. The Houston Texans picking at 12 right now. A uh, bit shocking to, I think, everybody. They, suck. <laughs> they People thought they were going to suck. And they uh, – Tyrod Taylor's balling out. <laughs> yeah. Unfortunately uh, got hurt, which is Hope he's sad. healthy because Davis Mills doesn't look great. But um, yeah. when Tyrod's in there, they're looking solid. Mm-hmm. Uh, they need just about everything, right? Yep. I yep. think the question that everyone has on their mind is what's going to go down with uh, with Deshaun Watson? Because if, if they move on from Deshaun Watson, uh, Malik Willis is sitting right here, you know? Yeah, I think they got to pull the trigger. Like, obviously, yeah. Tarot's been playing well. You kind of mentioned that, but he's not the long-term answer. And, and, and you 
like no one believes that he they're gonna they're not holding on to him. Maybe they hold on on to him into next year as the bridge guy, but he's not their long term answer. So like you kind of get a guy like Malik Willis who like has some similarities to Deshaun, not like a ton, um, but kind of is a similar style a little bit. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I think you throw him in there and, and maybe you give Tyrod another year or another half year to kind of let um, Malik Willis develop. I I think that would be a great spot for him. Yeah. Um. If if Deshaun Watson's not there, which it seems like he won't be, um, Tyrod Taylor is like playing well, and you have the 12th overall pick. Um, you should go out and get a guy that can get you higher than that. Uh, yes. So Malik Willis has been balling out at Liberty this year. Has been way more way more accurate than last year it seems. So uh, yeah, Malik Willis to to the Houston Texans get their new guy. Um, 13, we have the New Orleans Saints. Uh, people fell for Jameis Winston yet again after that five-touchdown <laughs> performance in Green Bay. He was bad yesterday. Um, keep that in mind if he plays well again, because he probably will at some point this season. Um, what do they do here? This is a weird spot. It is weird. Because as we are talking earlier, we don't think really Sam Howell and Spencer Rattler are are worth a top 15 pick right now, but they need a quarterback and all the top ones are gone with the last one, Joe Scullin, the pick before him, you know? Yeah. What uh, do they do? Receiver is really the only, like, receiver or maybe like a, like you want a second corner, like a guy behind Lattimore. Right. Uh, Just got a big contract, yeah. Like McDuffie, like I, I McDuffie is kind of weird to me because I really I love McDuffie. I think he's awesome, but he's not going to be every team's what every team wants just because Washington is more of his own team and he doesn't he's not like always man to man. Like obviously he can do it and he can do it at a high level, but he's not he's not he doesn't have that consistent tape of uh, that some other guys do in yeah. that area. So I think some teams are going to be like eh, we don't know about McDuffie that high. Um, so for me. I honestly think you take Rattler and you just kind of deal with the consequences. So I think one thing the Saints are really good at uh, that other teams aren't is just um, taking the best player available, Mm -hmm. you know. Um, And on this board right now, it is Spencer Rattler. But I don't think they'll force themselves to take a quarterback if they don't have to. Kenyon Green might be the pick here. I could see it. Maybe. What's their interior defensive line look like? Uh, they have a. Uh, who do they have? Good lord. Um. I'm trying to think. I don't know. This is like a weird team because like obviously we don't think they're gonna be. It's like Chris. It's like. Ugh, it's not great. Malcolm Roach. Jalen Dalton, Albert Huggins, David Onyemata. Hey, this might be DeMarvin Leal. I could see it. Like, what I'm looking at now, I'd take DeMarvin Leal in a heartbeat, I think. I would, too. I would, too. You want to do it? DeMarvin Leal? Yeah, do it. That's a good pick. Like, that's that's a steal at this point, I think. That's a great pick. I love Leal. Me, too. He's good. Now, this is is where I think Rattler or Howell comes into play. The Steelers, I I think – Big Ben has just not looked. He's just like he's washed. I like hate to say that, but oh, he is. 
it's his his career is is basically over. Um, he's really not been that effective this year, I don't think. No. I think you take Rattler and maybe Ben stays another year. Um, and then you can kind of sit Rattler behind him and and um and let him develop. But that would honestly be a good situation for Rattler with all the weapons they have. Uh, is this a similar situation to the Lions where? Do you think they have a good team to support a quarterback that might need a bit of time? <sighs> the line is scary. Like the, the line offensive is line really is scary. scary. Yeah. But you have like you have Najee, you have Deontay Johnson, you have Chase Claypool, you have I don't know if Juju sticks sticks around, but like you drafted Fryermuth last year. You have guys there to to at least support a rookie quarterback, but you don't have the offensive line. I think you have to take the quarterback here just because they kind of their team needs they kind of need to have that quarterback play or you're going to waste some of the years of of the guys they have around them in in my opinion yeah we we can pick Rattler here i just want to preface that if they do pick a quarterback in the first round um they will need to need to find good offensive line talent on day 2 yeah because they'll have to hit it hard bad, like, but, yeah and there's a lot of good offensive line talent on day 2 there is interior and uh, tackle, but this is a deep offensive line class, so you can yeah. handle it a little. You can handle it. Yeah. All right, Baltimore Ravens after a really exciting win against the uh, the Kansas City Chiefs last night. Um, loved that watching that game. game. It was so fun. Uh, we didn't really talk about it, but uh, it was it was a lot of fun to watch. Yeah. Um, what are we thinking here? Is this Who's left on the interior? Offensive line D-line, or D-line? D-line. Oh, oh no, they need all O-line, don't they? Yeah. This is Ken- yeah, this is Kenyon Green, I think. Kenyon Green, I'm feeling. Yeah. They need they just need bot like they need good They interior, need good like, bodies. Good good the offensive Only alignment. the only issue is that Villanueva is like bad. He is bad. At tackle. Kirkland? Kirkland's right there. Does Kirkland fit them? Yeah, he's he's Pretty much fits them. Now the question is though, is like, do you take Kirkland or do you just go BPA O line and get Green? Because Green has played guard and tackle. We know he has. You know. I think he's probably interior in the NFL. I do too. I think I do too. I think. Oh man, this is tough. You're right. Villanueva is bad. Yeah. I think you go Kirkland just because right. he's. And he he's got the inside outside versatility too. Like yeah. you could play Kirkland at guard if you needed to. So yeah, yeah let's go. Jackson ahead. Kirkland from Washington to the Baltimore Ravens, staying in purple. Staying in purple. The Eagles oh, with their their next pick, sixteen. This is their last one of the first round. Yes. Uh, you were saying their edge, they they have an edge need. All the guys are still on the board right now. Besides Carl, KT, obviously. Yeah. Carl Loftus? I think Carl Loftus. I, I do think too. he's the I think, best out of the, the this, I do too. this tier. I know Hutchinson's been getting hype recently just because of how well he's played, but I still think Carl Loftus is like the best of the next after like after Thibodeau, it's Carl Loftus. Yeah. Um yeah, let's do it. George Carl Loftus from Purdue to the Eagles. That'll give them a young body too. Like they have they're kinda it seems like their guys are aging. They have and that's like, a they just signed Josh Sweat to a extension. That's a nice foil. George Karloftis is a big power yeah. guy. So yeah, yeah. Huh. The Dallas Cowboys at 17 right now. 
We all know that their offense is humming. It will mm-hmm. the entire season. They are really talented. Uh, but the defense, not so much. Uh, they actually played all right yesterday. Michael Parsons they did really good. This, um, I made this pick in my mock draft that I posted for the Cowboys Wire earlier or yeah. last week, I guess now. But I, this is like easy for me. I'm taking Tyler Linderbaum. Yeah. Um, yeah. I the defense obviously is an issue. Um, there's not anybody that I'm like thrilled to take for them right now. In yeah, this it's not pick. not great. Like I would, I, I corner and like safety is a need, but they don't value, they don't ever value safety highly. Uh, corners kind of a need, but like Diggs has sh- like emerged this year. It seems like he's kind of taken the step that it, like I was personally waiting for him to take. Um, and then we, they need to see what they have in Kelvin Joseph. Um, because I right. obviously think he's got a really high ceiling. Um, so I'm, and center has been a huge issue. Biotish, Tyler Biotish, the, he's a second year player out of Wisconsin, has just not shown enough. Um, obviously got bullied by Vita Vea in the in the first game of the year. To be and, fair to him, who doesn't though? So exactly, you know <laughs> that's a good point. But it's just they have to they need to shore that position up. And and Linderbaum is a monster and probably is going to be a top ten player in this class for me. Yeah, um, let's do it. I, he just center. fits. Yeah, he fits. Let's go for it. All right, the Jets up again. This is the uh, this would have been the Seahawks pick. Uh, sorry, Ben. Uh, yeah. Ben's a Seahawks fan. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. from the Jamal Adams trade. Um, this is our last one. This is the last one we're paying off, I think. <laughs> I think so. I think so. Uh, I think this is pretty uh, easy pick for me. Can you're going Kenyon Green? I'm gonna go Kenyon Green. Yeah. Yeah. It's a BPA for them. Yeah. It's it, it's got to be. This guy is clearly outplays the number 18 pick, but just because of uh, other teams in value, he's fallen. Um, yeah. The Jets still need O line help. Um, despite like now you're. Who did no, we pick for them earlier? Uh, where are they? Stingley, I think. Stingley, we got him a corner. Uh, if they can pick up an edge, like in ra- early round two, like the names we were talking about, Adam Anderson, um, I would have no issue picking Kenyon Green here. Yeah. And and then you add Kenyon Green, who's uh, who's awesome, and, you, and then you have your your young offensive line is Elijah Vera Tucker, Mackay Becton, and Kenyon Green. Like that's that is a, a tremendous, awesome course. foundation for for Zach Wilson in front of him. Yep. So Kenyon Green into your offensive line from Texas A&M going to the Jets. The Buffalo Bills are off to a bit of a weird start. Um, Josh Allen's not looking like 2020 Josh Allen. He's not bad. He's just not been no. great. Yeah. Um, what do I, they need? They need a corner. They do need a corner. They have been putting off getting a corner to play opposite from Tredavious White since they drafted him. Mm-hmm. They've been playing Levi Wallace there for like five years. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it, <laughs> they need a corner or they need interior offensive line, I think. A guard. Uh, I don't like the guard value here. No, I I can McWanu. He's good, but it's a little high. Top twenties high. You go McDuffie. Could go McDuffie. I think uh I think we do go McDuffie. Yeah, let's do it. He's yeah. awesome. That would be a fantastic pairing with yeah. with Tre'Davious White. Yeah, I um, think so too. Obviously, yeah. this is a bit of a hot take. I know a lot of people like Ahmad Sauce Gardner, um, but there are I think there's some athletic limitations with his game. 
Mm-hmm. So I think Trent McDuffie is just uh, more fluid. So I'm going to pick. I think we both like Trent McDuffie here. So yeah, yeah, from Washington. Another Washington guy. Another Washington guy. Yeah. The Tennessee Titans on the clock. I think I'm I'm feeling a line here. I'm feeling a line too. Tackle. Who's their other tackle? They've got Lawan. Who's their other tackle? Is it somebody bad? Gosh. I don't even um, know who it is. I don't even know. Uh, but as we know, their best tackle, Lawan, Taylor Lawan, got bullied by Chandler Jones in week one. Yeah. Uh, did the Titans win yesterday? They did. They came back and win. It was okay. tough to watch. Okay. Uh, so they did win yesterday, which is crazy. Should not have won, but. <laughs> Ty Sam is oh, their right tackle. He's not good. Ty Sambrello is not good. Uh okay. We got best available right now is Darian Kennard. Darian Kennard, I know there there's some uh Nicholas Petit Frere right. fans. Some there's some Trevor Penning fans from he's from North a tackle from Northern Iowa. I'm not there on Petit Frere yet. Yeah, I haven't watched enough of Frere, so I'll I'll defer to you on that. I know yeah. Penning has some fans. Charles Cross has some fans from Mississippi State. I'm not there on Zion Nelson from Miami uh, as a first round tackle. Yeah, I don't. I would go with Kennard. I think Kennard's yeah. the best here. Yeah. Darian okay. Kennard. All right. This is obviously uh, they they whiffed on the Isaiah Wilson pick two years ago. So uh, mm-hmm. this is this is this making is up for that. Making up for that one. The New York Giants with another pick here. I can't remember where they got this from. Um, seems like they always have multiple first round picks, though. This was a trade down one as well, I think. OK, OK. Oh, you're right. They traded to 19, didn't they? So the yeah. Bears could come up and get uh, Justin Fields. OK, New York Giants, number 21. Uh, we gave them Kyle Hamilton with the first pick. Uh, what are we thinking here? Hmm. So yeah. we're going with, in this scenario. We're going with uh, Daniel Jones plays his way into another year. Yes. <sighs> Man. Hmm. Linebacker? Do they need a linebacker? They probably do. This says edge is their top need, so. Yeah, they Hutch. do need an edge rusher. I'd give him Hutchinson. Yeah, he's been playing well this year. I can see him he playing his way. This is like this is. I'm actually okay with him at this spot. I know this there's is fine like, range. He should go a top ten height, top uh-huh. ten height, which I'm not on board with. Um, yeah. but like 21, like ended like mid to end first, like that's his sweet spot, I think. Yeah, Aiden Hutchinson from Michigan going to the Giants here, getting that edge need out of the way. All right, the Washington football team. Obviously, I think personally they have one of the better rosters in the NFL, mm-hmm. but they're just missing a quarterback. I don't know what yeah. you think, but I'm uh, they do. Their roster's awesome. They've got I love that. we talk about the teams that are ready for a quarterback, they're ready for a quarterback. I I love this team. Um every single year they have some of my favorite drafts. Um they just seem to really understand value and get the most out of their players. Um is this Sam Howell range here? I think in an ideal world, they would trade up for a, like, yeah, I right. don't know, Malik Willis, Carson Strong. I know Strong went really high in this, but they would trade up for one of the guys that kind of, if Rattler falls, like, they go and grab Rattler. Right. Um, but I think if we have, like, we're not doing trades in this, obviously, so I think they sit here and they take Howell. 
I think I, I would mean, be really happy with Howell. And they can get Howell. Yeah. Yeah. They'd be, they got to be happy with this. Like, yeah. I don't love Howell, and I think there are definitely limitations with him. But with what they have around him, I think you put him in a really good scenario to succeed. And also, like, at the same time, your roster's good. You can afford to maybe take a bit more of a risky pick. Yeah. Um, knowing you have a reliable backup in either Fitzpatrick or Heineke, whoever you want to keep there. Right. Exactly. Uh, yeah, Sam Howell. Let's do it. Just check the time here. Yeah, we'll 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 start uh rapid fire through these last couple picks. Um all right. Uh, Cleveland Browns. Uh another another loaded roster. Another loaded roster, yeah. Um man, what do they even need? What receivers are left? I feel like we're oh, kind of reaching a point where do they go linebacker, linebacker too. Let's see. Like we could just Christian Harris is right there. Man, Christian Harrison, Jeremiah Wosukormo would be a pretty fun combo. Yeah. Yeah, let's do it. Christian Harris. Let's go for it. Mac, uh, Mac Wilson's not good, so <laughs> get a different <laughs> Alabama linebacker to take his place. The Carolina Panthers coming off uh, what many believe to be an upset over the Saints. J.C. Horn with his first career interception. Sam Darnold looking solid. Uh, yeah. What do they do here? They do they need? I'm pretty sure they need O line. They need they do need they do need a tackle. Yeah. Hmm. This value is strange. Yeah. You talked about Trevor Penning. I know he's got fans high upside. Right. Man, I don't know what they would do here. Like with the O line, the O line value is kind of a struggle here. Yeah, it's a bit strange. Uh, let's see the interior. Mm. Not none really there either. If there was a player that I kind of expect to like work his way into first round conversations at tackle, it's Petit Frere because he's gigantic. Yeah. Let's go with it. Let's do it. All right. Bit of a bit of a off the board pick here. Um Nicholas Petit Frere, offensive tackle from Ohio State, has all the upside in the world. Um, so let's do it. Why not? Yeah. Okay. Uh, Chargers. The Chargers next. having an exciting game yesterday against the Cowboys. Um, Justin Herbert's insane, as we all know. Awesome. Uh, what do they need? What are their? I needs? think they got to go receiver because yeah? I don't think Mike Williams sticks is going to stick oh, around into next year. Oh. So I. I think it's got to be Olave. Olave, easy, yeah. Would be I such a right. great fit with Herbert. Yeah, he would be. That's a no-brainer yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um. All right. Right now, the Kansas City Chiefs are projected to be picking number twenty-six. Um. Another wide receiver. Do they pick a wide receiver? Man, Drake London. Drake London would be really fun with Mahomes. <laughs> yeah, he would be. Edge. They could go Drake Jackson, Drake one of the USC Drakes. Yeah, Drake London, Drake Jackson. I feel like David Bell would be crazy. David Bell too. I'm just thinking about all the. There's so many receivers that would be fun. Uh, I know. Like Justin Ross yeah. would be fun too. Like any pretty much any receiver pretty that's good would be fun. Yeah, exactly. Huh? Do they need a corner? Do they? Probably. Their defense was like kind of got roughed up last night. Yeah, it was not great. 
Oh man. Who who's BPA? What's the BPA look like? The BPA currently is Drake Jackson and then Ahmad Gardner. And then Zach Harrison. Let's go Drake Jackson. Yeah. Let's give him an, an edge. edge Let's All give right. him an edge. Let's do it. Frank Clark is weird. I don't know. Yeah, he's got some legal stuff going on, I think. Yeah, yeah. Not the best dude, so. No. All right. My Tampa Bay Buccaneers are on the clock. I will let you make this this pick. If I were making this pick, it's a pretty easy one. It's Jordan Davis, defensive line from Georgia. Done. Perfect. Him and Vita Vea. Oh, my goodness. That's a lot of power. Jordan Davis, Joe Tryon, Shanika. Oh, man. That is a nice D-line. That and then is you, nasty. Then you got Levante and Devin White behind him. Whew. Yeah. Don't even Jeez. try it. Don't even try it. Yeah. yeah. That's an easy pick for me. Uh, <laughs> I wanted him in Tampa. I, w- I would have been happy with him in Tampa last year. So, <laughs> yeah. All right. Next up, we have the Miami Dolphins. This has got to be a trade, right? Yeah. Because yeah. they're 0-2. Uh, <laughs> Another 1-1. One one. Sorry. Yeah. Whose pick is this? Whose pick is this? Oh, is this, this a? This is the. Uh, this is 49ers. Oh yeah, you're right. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. This is the 49ers pick. All right, so the Dolphins. Um, they need O line. They do badly. They need O line bad. Um, who's the best O lineman available? Because that's who we're gonna give them. Gosh, this says Zion Nelson, but I don't like him that high. I don't either. Do you want to do Penning? I know that's another. Or cross. Those are two Ekwonu. like developmental guys. Ekwonu. Man. Yeah, this is another this running is into the tough value on offensive line. Mm-hmm. I say they need a tackle though. They do need a because tackle. Because they drafted Liam Eikenberg. Who's like could be decent. Like will yeah. be serviceable probably. They need to replace Austin Jackson. You wanna do Charles Cross? Let's go cross. Man, that's another guy. That's like he's similar to Austin Jackson. It's really difficult here. Like his struggles are very similar to Austin Jackson's struggles. Don't do penning then. Get another penning. Another lesser known guy in there. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Trevor Penning from Northern Iowa, same school as uh, Spencer Brown, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. All right. Next up, we got the Denver Broncos. Pleasant surprise this year. Teddy Bridgewater been doing his thing. Love to see yeah. it. Always been a fan of Teddy. Yep. So Always rooting for him. Succeeding, yeah. Um, Pat Sertan obviously got his first interception yesterday as well. Uh, off of Trevor Lawrence, none other. So um, what do we think? Obviously, like, I don't think they'd pick a quarterback here. No. I mean, no. I mean, if, be, they, I just... if they're picking 29th, they're not getting rid of Teddy. <laughs> no, 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 so, no, no, no. Their roster also is disgusting. By the way, it's awesome like that. So I saw that. Um, oh, who's their linebacker that got hurt? Josie Jewell. Yeah, Josie Jewell got hurt. Um, I think Bradley Chubb got hurt yesterday. Do they pick an edge rusher? Maybe Von Miller's. Replace Zach Harrison would be. Yeah. A, or I guess I don't know. I'm thinking like Von Miller style. Like if they want a guy like Von Miller, like Nick Bonito is like somewhat similar to Von Miller, but I don't like him this high. Uh, I'd say yeah, Zach I Harrison. think Zach Harrison. Yeah, uh, I'm with you. There we go, Zach Harrison. Is Mil- is Von an upcoming free agent? I think he might be. 
I am not sure, though. Next, we got the Detroit Lions. Uh, this is the Matthew Stafford pick, the yes. Rams pick. Um, they Earlier, they picked... Where are they? Traylon Burks. Okay. Corner? Ahmad Gardner? Ahmad Gardner. That would be good. That would be good value here. Yeah. That's probably... Yeah, let's do it. Yeah. All right. Perfect. Ahmad Gardner's the Lions. 31, the surprise right now, the Raiders. (laughs) We trashed the Raiders. Was it you and me or was it me and Mike? I'm sure we've done it at some point. I think I trashed him with Mike as well because I really don't think John Green's a good coach. But um, they need a corner, don't they? Yes, they do because DeMond Arnett has not panned out. It's not great. Uh, I'm looking at one of the TCU duo. I think Noah Daniels, I have not watched him in depth yet, but he is the size-speed combo that the NFL loves, so I do think he probably ends up working his way into the round one combo. I do too, and I think it's the... I love THT. I think I like Noah Daniels more. Yeah, let's do it. Noah Daniels from TCU. He's a fun one. Check him out. All right, right now, the projected Super Bowl champions, Arizona (laughs) Cardinals. Kyler's been balling. They, yes. they got a big win yesterday. What am I doing? I just scroll up on the wrong thing. Um, they got to they got to get a corner too. They need a corner because Byron Murphy is making me look bad. I like Byron Murphy and he's not that yep. good. Yeah. Unfortunately, the corner value here is kind of tough. Not great. I don't think any of these guys are worth. What else Joe Darion Kendrick. Darion Kendrick is good, but he's got the off-field stuff. Yeah. I don't think. And apparently, uh, a good. I haven't watched a ton of Georgia this week, this year. But apparently, a buddy of mine's a my roommate's a good Georgia fan and uh, a big Georgia fan. He was like, he's looked average. Oh, that's disappointing. So, he was great at Clemson. Yeah. Blank. But he's not a bit. He's not like a draft guy, so he could just be <laughs> lying to me. I don't know, but. I take Edge. his word for it. I trust him. Do we give Edge. them another tweener? Give them to Kobe Dean? <laughs> they, God, if they draft another linebacker. <laughs> oh, that'd be Man. funny. Do you want to go like, Edge. I don't know, tight Lightning end? Sanders? Ooh, tight end. Jalen Weidermeyer? Weidermeyer. I like Billingsley. He's a good fit for that offense, but he has not played this year, so it's kind of hard to get on board with that. Man, I don't know. Running back, wide receiver? No, they don't need a wide receiver. They're good. I don't want them. I'm not going to pick a running back out of precedent. Yeah. That's I fair. mean, Billingsley scored a touchdown yesterday. Like, Do you want to go Billingsley? Like, as a sleeper? Like, he fits what Arizona wants to do. He's He would add another weapon for Kyler. Yeah, and he's good. Yeah. Let's, let's go. It. Let's go a little let's off go. the rails for the last pick. Jaleel Billingsley. I don't know if this is even off the rails. Like, he's nasty. Yeah. If he's he on the field, he's nasty. Yeah. And I said yesterday, I meant Saturday, sorry, um, against Florida. All, All right, right yeah. let's do it. A little Billingsley. Okay. Um, that concludes the mock draft. It is not letting me scroll up. Fun. Try. Okay, here we go. I'll just run through the final, the final count one more time, and then we'll wrap this up. So the Jaguars at one take Evan Neal. The Jets at two take Derek Stingley Jr. Falcons at three take Kayvon Thibodeau. Eagles at four, Carson Strong. 
Vikings at five, Matt Corral. Giants at six, Kyle Hamilton. Packers at seven, Garrett Wilson. Lions at eight, Traylon Burks. Patriots at nine, Andrew Booth Jr. Eagles at 10, Kyer Elam. Bengals at 11, Sean Ryan. Texans at 12, Malik Willis. Saints at 13, DeMarvin Leal. Steelers at 14, Spencer Rattler. Uh, Ravens at 15, Jackson Kirkland. Eagles at 16, George Karloftis. Cowboys at 17, Tyler Linderbaum. Jets at 18, Kenyon Green. Bills at 19, Trent McDuffie. Titans at 20, Darian Kennard. Giants, yeah, okay. Giants at 21, Aiden Hutchinson. Washington football team at 22, Sam Howell. Browns at 23, Christian Harris. Panthers at 24, Nicholas petit Frere. Chargers at 25, Chris Olave. Chiefs at 26, Drake Jackson. Buccaneers at 27, Jordan Davis. Dolphins at 28, Trevor Penning. Broncos at 29, Zach Harrison. Lions at 30, Ahmad Gardner. Raiders at 31, Noah Daniels. And then the Cardinals at 32, Jaleel Billingsley. That wraps up this rendition of the Dark Horse Scouting Podcast. Ben and I really appreciate you guys once again stopping in and listening and talking some ball with us. And uh, we really hope to see you guys at the live show on Wednesday. Thanks again. Thanks, guys.